Hello, we're back. And the police standby is still working. <laughs> still, we're police standing by. Yeah, we're back uh, after a few months, a little hiatus. Um, it hasn't been that long. It's been, what, a few uh, few months, uh, I think. Um, Feb- February, March. February, March this year. What are we now? July? June? July, June. whatever. A few months. We Time just, flies. We're just thinking about stuff. So it took a long time to think about stuff. Yeah, you know? think of the next show. Yeah, it took, yeah, this is going to be a really good one. It took us like four months to think about it. So, um, but we also revamped our studio, as you can see. Yes. So oh, we're spending we some time doing that. Got some. Mr. Scott tricks. is also here in the control room. That's him <laughs> on screen. He's uh, freaking out about lots of things. And Shout out to who have we got on the? We got a few people there already. Sorry to keep you waiting, guys. We were actually streaming the show already, we thought, and doing the show, but it wasn't streaming. But here we are at take two. Let's see if we can get... Um... Okay, there we go. We're getting some feedback. They can hear us now. All righty. Okay. Hello, looking good, guys. Yes, awesome. You all are looking Thanks. good, too, in the chat room. Uh, feel free to chat away, and if you've got any questions, God is going to keep an answer on any questions or any comments, anything that's worth uh, uh, bringing up, so... Uh, feel free. Yeah, so um, what are we talking about today? Uh, yeah, well, the show title. Well, two major things we think worthy of discussion. Um, there's been a lot, of lo- lot more noise recently about, it's as if it suddenly became acceptable speech again, the Wuhan lab leak theory, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. origins of this whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's approved speech, I believe. This is a pandemic. Yes. Okay. Um for a year there, we couldn't talk about it. Well, you could. You could risk, you know, sanction on right. social media. Right. Um, whether you're a big, high-profile, small guy, little guy, anyone mm-hmm. talking about it, it was not to be talked about. Uh, now, apparently, it's fine. Brought to people's attention, most famously recently by comedian John Stewart, mm-hmm. going on his very funny rant on the Stephen Colbert show, mm-hmm. where he goes, duh, the obvious possible elephant in the room is that... that the yeah. virus outbreak begins in Wuhan, China. There's a top lab there that researches respiratory coronaviruses. Right. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, that's the main topic I suppose we're going to lead with. Um, we also want to follow up on probably the, I think the last thing we discussed, which was the capital riot. 9-11 times a thousand. 9-11 times a million. A million. It was yeah. a million. Um, it was a capital Hill insurrection that ignom, uh, how do you say the word? Ignominously sent Trump, ex-former president, uh, Joe, I was going to say former president, Joe Biden, former president, um, Donald Trump, packing with a cell between his legs. Right, into obscurity. Into, yes, total obscurity. Except he's kind of making a bit of a comeback he this is. week, so we're also going to touch on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do, we, how do we do all this, Joe, though? We're, we're live streaming right on the YouTube. Right. <laughs> the contention for our main topic is that this is now acceptable speech again. To talk so, about the possibility that yeah. the pandemic was caused by a human, human, human tweaked virus um, from China. And it's okay to talk about that now because it wasn't okay to talk about it for most of, well, for the past year at least, right? Maybe about one year ago, a bit more, March, April, uh, governments, Western governments were openly more or less openly talking about the possibility of that, but then very quickly that was clamped down on and it was no, 
Yes, it's just life. It's a conspiracy theory. It's crazy. The it's World wrong. Health Organization, CDC, right. and Facebook sort of worked in tandem to right. nix or to at well, least put up warning messages. And eh, this is don't go there. Right, and there were Fauci emails uh, that were leaked. Uh, Fauci's emails, Saint Fauci's e- emails, were recently leaked. Recently, uh, showing that at the beginning of the pandemic. They took the theory very seriously. Uh, took it very seriously. He took it very seriously, and it was in those inside circles. It was seen as uh, the, the idea that it was human tweaked, a, a human created virus was taken seriously, but then very quickly, no. Fauci himself called 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 it well, basically poo pooed it, told uh, suggested it was completely uh, ridiculous to suggest that, and uh, and then social media followed, took that as a as a hint, took it very strongly, a strong hint, and they clamped down on anyone for the past year plus uh, mentioning anything like that on, on social media to the point of actually giving people bans and removing content, etc. But now, within what, the past couple of months, and with a kind of crescendo, uh, uh, an increasing tempo, so in recent weeks and even days, more and more, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking this is getaining traction again in right. the West. Right. Um, to that, the point- that's the only reason we want to talk about it. I mean, we're not going to actually sit here and discuss viruses, what they can and can't do, who the hell knows? You know, we're, we watch the media and what governments say about these big topics, and that's why it's of interest to us, and we think it would be of general interest to everyone else. Hence, we want to talk about it the point of view of geopolitics, right? broad-scale geopolitics. As in, okay, the, the, the debate right now, that's an open debate and an allowed debate now, and it's, it's allowed speech uh, now to talk about this virus being... In the framing of it being USA hu- versus China. Human-made. Okay. So Roughly can, speaking. Okay, you can talk about it being human-made now, but the whole focus, at least in the West and the Western media, is that it was made in China. China. And we're saying that that is just a continuation of a, um, a kind of geopolitical uh, war, I suppose you call it, or a, a, a conflict, uh, non-violent non-physical conflict between the great powers basically over the past x number of years let me let me do a b c d right Mm -hmm. definition of geopolitics encyclopedia britannica geopolitics is the analysis of geographic influences on power relationships in international relations put simpler geopolitics is widely employed as a loose cinnamon cinnamon for international politics that's it Okay, so then what is politics? Well, one of the most famous um, theorists, or at least one of the most widely cited people from the 19, early 19th century, which everyone who's gone to university in studying anything to do with international relations knows about, is Klaus von Karl von Clausewitz. And he's the one who said, war is the continuation of politics, by other means. Right. I. So... It's everyday politics, and occasionally there's a war, and that's just politics erupting into. And similarly, it's the same on the it's broader the, scale, geopolitics. Well, you could turn it around and say politics is a continuation of war by other means. Exactly, it, without having to resort to, to physical, violence. physical violence. And thus, geopolitics is the rivalry between great, great powers. powers without, obviously, going to war. Mm-hmm. Everything short of war. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that include? Well, everything. That's everything, why... Yeah. A geopolitical but, analysis of the big events in our world, of which the COVID pandemic is sort of the most recent and mm-hmm. biggest at the, time, uh, at the mm-hmm. current time, will it, we want to shed light on it from that point of view only. Mm-hmm. 
the broadest possible one because mm-hmm. you've clearly got now that it is acceptable speech again one variant of lab league and a chinese counterpoint the chinese counterpoint we don't hear about so much mm-hmm. we'll hear it at the end of our discussion yeah but but just to, well let's just put geopolitics what we're talking about how, how, we're yeah. putting, how we're putting the pandemic in the frame of geopolitics uh at least you know it certainly plays into that to a significant degree especially now that they've allowed for uh, open discussion of the idea that china is directly responsible uh, which is obviously a serious attack and, and a smear. Well, you could say it's a smear if it's if it's not true. It's a smear on China, but it it fits very directly into that, that idea of great powers waging war on each other by non physical means. Um, and an example of that, for example, in in the over the past, obviously, it's been going on for decades. Right, it's been a, a mainstay of global politics for a long time. That kind of information war, let's say. Um, but an example of it, or a few examples over the past number of years, we can look at, for example, in China, uh, the the Uyghurs, uh, the accusations against China that is committing genocide against by its Western powers, population. and we have like we can show a kind of one example of a screen uh, uh, an article uh, on China and Uyghur Scotty. If you just throw that up. Um, Credible case China carrying out genocide. So the accusation of against um, it's a pretty strong accusation of genocide against uh, another country by by their uh, by one of their peers. And you can opponents. notice it's not a definitive claim in the phrasing of that headline. Yet everyone in the West has by now some. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that genocide. Right. So everyone knows in quotes right. about it. So that's one example. Some people might think that's just a, a, a kind of humanitarian topic or a. Uh, 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 right on a uh, civil rights topic, whatever. But no, we'd put that in in the frame of geopolitics, i.e., Western powers attacking one of their opponents or their enemies, uh, i.e., China in that case. Another one, very common. There's been many of them over the past number of years. Uh, Russia obviously is, a, is an adversary or seen as an adversary by uh, Western powers very much so. Uh, so a few years ago, we had uh, another story about the Scripples, uh, the the so, supposed. Uh, U.S. Russian, Russian intelligence assets, if you just throw that one up, Scotty, um, Putin Skripal's, uh, there's a bunch of headlines. Who can look forget at, this? Look at that picture of Putin there. How can we go to Putin's World Cup now? Because this is happening right at the time where the World Cup, the football World Cup is, was being played in Russia. Uh, will the royals even go now? Uh, and even U.K. politicians, and here's an example of it being uh, straying into domestic politics, where uh, it was used in the media by uh, certain, you know, Elements of the uh, uh, of the of the media organisations to try and obviously they're defaming Russia and and Putin or attacking Russia and Putin, but they're also attacking opposition politicians, uh, accusing them of being friends with Putin, who's obviously an evil killer for uh, sending these two Russian intelligence assets to. Um, everybody remembers Novichok, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the the deadly kind of what poison, whatever it was. Um, that, that they supposedly spread around uh, at sm- small Salisbury uh, uh, in, in the UK. And the last one then, obviously, was a few years before that uh, and just before the events in Ukraine was uh, Putin again in the crosshairs right. of the West. MH17. Over the down, shooting down of MH17 and headlines like that, Putin's killed my son. And actually, that's not the son involved. Uh, that is actually beside that headline is, at the time, George... Windsor, 
i.e. the first child of um, William, William, and Kate. William and Kate, the Queen's uh, grandchildren. So, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> you, have to question, you have to wonder about the juxtaposition of those, yeah. of those two, uh, that image and that headline. But anyway, those are three examples of global events that some people might see as uh, just, you know, either uh, a human rights or a, or just a disaster, an accident, unintended, that are very much used by, West, in this case, Western powers to attack and smear in the information war of the geopolitical war and the information arena of the geopolitical war to attack and to smear, smear their enemies. So we're just putting those out there as examples of how this has been going on, ongoing for a long time, but these are just recent examples, and, how, and, the, and, and as a reason why we put the pandemic, especially now that China is being smeared you could say, because there's no hard evidence yet, right, that China is uh, responsible for the pandemic, but China is, to all intents and purposes, being uh, accused of being responsible for what, every, what pe many people, most people around the world have, have gone through and lived through over the past year or uh, 14 or 15 months. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, and the point, I suppose the point about all of that that we, we should mention in, in all of those cases that we just, uh, in those three cases we gave is that there's a lot of evidence to suggest that the claims that were being made against China and Russia in, 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 those, in those cases were not true. Or at the very most, they were uh, an exaggeration uh, or, or a, a, a spinning yes. or a manipulation of the data in order to make them look bad. Yeah. So they are, that's, the, that's the way it's proceeded over many years. Then if we put the pandemic and the accusation against China of them being responsible for the pandemic in that frame, which we see no reason not to, then, you know, there's a good reason to, at the very least, look at whether or not there's, an, there's spin on this latest claim of China being responsible for the pandemic. So we're going to look at that a little bit and see where it goes. But go ahead. Yeah. No, you, 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 you said the point very well. I mean, these issues are at once true we, you can look in and zoom in i need there's a hot spot in ukraine there's a civil war going on there before you even start to take sides uh the uyghur issue you mentioned there's also the hong kong protests um pro-democracy protests in china on china's doorsteps right. whatever exactly the point isn't whether or not one version per se is true or we can you can take the issue and try to find it have tried to look at it objectively the point is generally that the great powers will leverage a hotspot right. for geopolitical reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it goes as far as actually fomenting violence in order to accuse... It can go, it can go very far. It, went, it, went to, it did go to war levels in Syria, right. proxy yeah. war, right. yeah. sh shy of the great powers actually firing on each other. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the most extreme. So, yeah, element. what I'm saying is it goes as far as actually one power fomenting violence or, or some kind of disturbance or civil disturbance in the country of their enemy and then accusing their enemy because of for the way that they respond to that. So, right. Uh, none of that's, I hope none of that's uh, controversial or censorship worthy, us saying stuff like that. This is pure politics, it's, right? Okay, we're just checking, politics. just checking, just checking. Pure, so, pure uh, politics. <clears throat> just so a quick note that. here, if you look at the screen now, is that's, that, is that that's, how we appear? That's how we appear, and awesome. I thought it was just the Chrome screen capture, but apparently uh, it's we're well beyond that. So I'm not sure... Our, is our, we had a power our, flicker. Is and, our audio okay? Yeah, apparently the audio is crystal clear, but the the stream is uh the video stream is super. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Is that censorship? Are we being censored? Is our, are our <laughs> images being censored? 
Maybe maybe they just don't like the way we look. I think Not our vi- visuals say. are too hot mm. for the YouTube, maybe. Maybe we just burned YouTube because we're so hot, yeah. Except that it's... I... Because so many million people are watching this. Yeah. We broke the YouTube. Stream's current bitrate is higher than the recommended bitrate. Okay, eh? Sc- Scotty's going to try and get us back online visually, which I hope happens because... Yeah, anyway. Some, we've had a crew of uh, ninja decorators here decking this place out to a T, and they've worked so hard. So we hope that you get to see the full... Oh, the rate, there's me. Is that me back? Uh, Probably not. N- no, it's still... You're still... It shows still, here what we've... That's yeah. a bummer. Well, look, to people listening for now, we're going to have our own copy of the show, full visuals, the lot which we'll upload separately elsewhere, and you'll be able to see the Yeah, whole so we'll thing. just carry on. Yeah. All right. Okay, so Wuhan Lab League Theory. I mean, the, the return... Pretend it's a podcast. <laughs> the re- I was trying to find roughly where this re-began as acceptable speech. There is no real start point because as early as, for example, I mean, 60 Minutes Australia publishes this really in-depth investigative report titled, Was COVID-19 Made Inside a Chinese Lab? In April this year. Right. It, it's on YouTube. It has 3 million views. YouTube's fine with that. Okay. Then there were some more noises into May. I found a Deutsche Welle German report citing Biden's White House making what seemed to be their initial for this year, initial calls for a new international investigation into Wuhan lab origin theory. Okay. But the real starter point, I think, is earlier in June when the G7 meets in the UK, when it's formally written into their G7 communique or meeting report. Among other things, it did say that it's calling on China to, quote, allow international investigators into its Wuhan lab and to bring the point home, this wasn't just, you know, a quiet statement among many other things that were said. To bring the point home, Biden in his press conference in England two weeks ago stated that while he couched it in terms of, well, the U.S. intelligence community is uncertain, we are open to this pandemic having begun as an experiment gone awry in a laboratory. We have footage of Biden saying this. Maybe we should play that. I mean, there's no equivocating. Put on Floppy Joe. The claim. Floppy Joe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's my, that might be hate speech. Sorry. I think it's the... Where's, ru- where's Floppy Joe? Uh, the Rumble video? This? That'll be it there, yeah. Okay. We'll on. just listen to the first minute or so. Let me put it up here. You've never seen anything like this for fat loss. Oh, Jesus. Oh, ah. That's helping ah, skip. <laughs> Cited a variety of fronts on China, everything from human rights, the origin of the COVID virus, Taiwan. What do you think China needs to do to ease tensions? I think China has to start to act uh, more responsibly in terms of international norms on human rights and transparency. Transparency matters across the board. And uh, I think the idea that uh, for example, one of the things I raised and others raised, I wasn't the only one who raised this in the G7, is that uh, um, 
We don't know. We haven't had access to the laboratories to determine whether or not. And I, I have not reached a conclusion because our intelligence community is not certain yet whether or not this was a consequence of a uh, from the marketplace of a bat and you know in, uh, interfacing with 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 animals in the environment that caused this 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 uh, uh, COVID-19 or whether it was a an experiment gone awry in a laboratory. Okay, cut it there, Scotty. An experiment gone awry in a laboratory. Okay, so that's Floppy Joe speaking abroad. Interfacing with a bat. That's him abroad. Okay, so you think, well, it's still, uh, okay, he's, this is begin. that's acceptable speech among acceptable people Mm. in high-level circles. Mm. But no, it was a follow-up. His national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, then went on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. That's the next thing I want to play. It's another 40 seconds or so. And he made it very clear what their point is in calling for this new investigation and suspecting China of having uh, released the Kraken on this. So let's see. It's going to be on my Twitter account. Yeah, there it is. What Joe Biden did in Europe this week was rally the Democratic world to speak with a common voice on this issue for the first time since covid broke out uh president trump wasn't able to do it president biden was he got the g7 to endorse a statement saying in unison that china must allow an investigation to proceed within its territory and it is that diplomatic spade work rallying the nations of the world imposing political and diplomatic pressure on china uh, that is a core part of the effort we are undertaking to ultimately face China with the stark choice. Either they will allow, uh, in a responsible way, investigators in to do the real work of figuring out where this came from, or they will face isolation in the international community. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. In Europe this- because, that's interesting because, um, I mean, what has the U.S. been trying to do over the past, I don't know how long, put it back 10, 20 years? They've try- been trying in various different ways to put pressure on China and to, to one extent or another, isolate it in the, interna- in the eyes of the international commun- community, i.e. the West, I suppose, or the West Plus, and uh, get them to put pressure on China to, for, for China to behave in a way, you know, maybe primarily in, in, uh, in, in Asia in terms of its military expansion, but in probably in various different other ways in order to get it to, to come to heel, basically, and do what, mm-hmm. they, do what they want. Now, this is, uh, again, this is an, ex- uh, an explanation of why uh, this is we place this whole pandemic business, and certainly the way the Western powers are dealing with it, uh, uh, in respect to accusing China of being responsible for it, it fits into the frame of <clears throat> the long-standing geopolitical shenanigans, right? Yeah. Um, but 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 there is an interesting point about this, which is that that we've talked about already about it being censored for a while. I you weren't allowed to say it; it was roundly condemned to say, not that China did it. That wasn't the point. The point that was kind of like <clears throat> taboo to, to utter was that it was leaked from a lab. Mm-hmm. And the reason, so ordinarily you would think they would be all over this. Western powers would be all over this. If, it's an, if it's an opportunity to smear and defame and isolate internationally uh, China, that they would have been right out of the gates. They would have been pushed in this angle, but they didn't. They, 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 they quashed it from, kind of killed it in the, in the cradle almost. Uh, back in uh, February and March last year when it first raised its head, and for a whole year you weren't allowed to talk about it. So why is that? Why did they not exploit that opportunity to defame and put pressure 
on China. Because? Because China has a counter theory. Right. Which they put together early on, initially leaked actually through alternative media circles, um, at least in the English-speaking Western press, which MSM in the West then had to respond to. It was a global research article by a guy called, I think, Larry... Oh, I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of him before. It might have been a pseudonym for something else. Okay. But it was a, it was, look, straight up, it was a conspiracy theory because it was, it made a number of leaps. It just connected the dots on a few things and posed it as a question mark. Mm-hmm. And this got traction in the West in the response to it because it was getting shared on social media. So the MSM what was said, it? well, hang on. I said, what's this about? What well, that's what they explicitly said. Well, wait a second. Who has 200 plus bases around the world in which some form of biowarfare research takes place. And some of them, yeah. Uh, they explicitly mentioned Fort Detrick. Right. They suggested that um, a couple of incidents in the summer of 2019 played into this, mm-hmm. making reference to something called the vaping syndrome outbreak, right, in yeah. quotes, in the United uh, States. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good point that was... Um, if you look back, I mean, people weren't paying attention to it in the summer of 2019. There wasn't, I mean, it was, there were headlines, but there were there were several reports. Um, Scott, if you just pull up um, the uh, JPEG of the, okay, well, that that's, yeah, that's not it, but. Um, <clears throat> Hang on, where's I'm still looking. Which one is it? No, not that one. Oh no, here it Back, is. Yeah. All right, let me so stick that up. Vaping related illness reports have surged to eight oh five. So this is a vaping related illness that just popped out of nowhere in the in the summer of two thousand and nineteen in the US primarily. It and was you see the date there reported in late September. Right, it was reported in late September, but it was it was happening over the summer. Um and the media, quite a few media reports on it. Uh, a lot of people, basically similar symptoms to COVID. Uh, and it came out of nowhere. And it was, I mean, they, they claimed it was vaping. It was, you know, the people who were coming down with, with this illness were, um, were all vapors. But that's, I mean, if you, if you check into it, it, it's not actually true. There was a lot of people who, who had never vaped before. Mm-hmm. And, the, and before and afterwards, there has never been a situation where there was a, an outbreak of a serious respiratory illness from vaping. Vaping has been going on for a long time and you never had this before. So it's a bit odd to suddenly for it to spike and cause a certain illness in uh, kind of summer or, or into the fall of 2019 and then to suddenly go away again. And there's another one there, Scotty, um, of um, just before that on the, on the list. Um, uh yeah, this one. Respiratory outbreak, outbreak being investigated at retirement community. This was in it, happened, it was in July. It was, it was in June and reported in July. And there were several of these actually at retirement communities were not just fit, not just residents falling in ill, but several of them dying from a similar kind of strange, unusual upper respiratory or respiratory illness, and then goes away again. You know, so. Um, this is just as, you know, tentative evidence to, to be looked into, to be thought about in terms of the Chinese riposte to the American accusation that uh, the, the, the novel SARS-CoV-2 virus originated in a lab in China. It's plausible that it would have, that could have originated elsewhere possibly in America, possibly 
who knows elsewhere, but anywhere else. There's lots, well, there's not many labs that are doing that level of research and have that level of, uh, of, of, of investigative ability or research ability in, in, into those kind of viruses. But there are a few, and, and there are at least, there's at least one or two in the US. Yeah. Uh, and so this is, that's a possible, that's evidence, let's say some evidence, tentative evidence of it, of it or at least as, as plausible as the evidence that it came from China is that it may have come from somewhere in the US. And a reason why initially the US and Western powers wanted to lock down any discussion of it being a lab leak until it seems, you know, that the China virus uh, idea had gained enough traction yeah. and it was it was a kind of done deal. If anybody's going to discuss uh, this virus being uh, made by human hands in a lab uh, or tweaked by human hands in a lab, then it's going to, all the focus is going to be in China. Enough, yeah. There's enough messaging has already been put out there that, you know, we're in the clear, basically. Yeah. So, but, yeah, and of course, like we said, as we've been saying, it falls into the whole geopolitical um, information war uh, frame, basically. Yeah. And there's an incredible irony at the heart of this as well. Trump was all about mm-hmm. pushing this narrative throughout last year. Right. But no, we went quiet on that. They, they, Trump talking about it? No, that's bad. But the very same thing, really, is now okay because it's Biden. It's, it's almost like, okay, this is now acceptable speech because that guy isn't ranting and raving about it. Um, we heard Jake Sullivan boast and claim that for the first time, and he specifically said <clears throat> Trump wasn't able to do this. Biden has managed to rally the Western world right. to this position, to of, agree of, of position. A, of attacking China. But who's the man who was going China, 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 for and, and coined the phrase the China virus, I think. Sure, was that not enough of a, of a of an attack on china why was trump's clear attack on china an accusation against china of, of being the source of this virus and him demanding that they have to pay billions in reparations why was that not enough what, i mean it's you, no different in, in, in foreign policy terms it's no different right. his position and biden's position but the only thing is that it's not trump doing it right we quote unquote have control of this narrative now I don't think this was intended, but this is so well stitched up now. This is why I wanted to actually talk about this today. Over the course of the last 15 months, in part because you were not allowed to talk about it, mm. it became one of the most talked about things among quote-unquote dissidents. Dissident public opinion in the West all heavily went to, okay, they're covering something up. And it's China. Now, skip forward a bit. It's the U.S. election and the run-up to it. Joe Biden got the moniker Beijing Biden because of his partly because of his son's business links right. to Chinese companies, mm-hmm. but also because of other social issues that were going on with the NBA and Chinese money mm-hmm. and what could or couldn't be said about TikTok. China, TikTok. You know, all this was brewing, and. What was going on in people's minds throughout this crazy past 15 months was, there's covering something up. And China seems to be a part of it. It's, do you know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. It, in, in the quiet 
where people were not allowed to say certain things. Right. They were very much encouraged between the lines subtly to think certain things, mm -hmm. such that by the time this is let out of the gates again, most recently, mm -hmm. you've got this, the left and the right, the working class and the upper class, the liberals and the conservatives are all of one mind. On, yeah. China. Which is... China did it. Right. Which is a, uh, it's, it's, it's unintended, I think, but it's an amazing well, outcome. Yeah. So when, when Biden is going to the G7 and claiming, well, we're a united front on this. Yeah. He's right. And much, if not all of their domestic populations mm -hmm. are in agreement with that. It's yeah. an incredible outcome and it's incredibly successful. Yeah. Although you have to say the conservatives in the US are more, uh, have been on the anti-China shtick. More strongly and for longer than any. Yes, here it does seem like this is liberals. The the Biden presidency is kind of Johnny come lately on this, as right. if they're just shoring it up now. Yeah, and you wouldn't have such you wouldn't have as much outcry or as much nationalism, let's say, obviously from liberals over you know in terms of anti-China rhetoric, right? Because they've got the the kind of I suppose liberal sensitivities to you know anti-racism and all that kind of stuff. So you don't want, you can't go too far in defaming or demeaning China and the Chinese. Which may speak to why this was unacceptable speech while Trump was president. Right. Because he's a live wire. Right. And could a, do destructive things. And the Chinese guy. responded just as vociferously to him. Um, as they Mr. Liar, him. they called him. Yeah. Like back in February this year, of January, when he was still president. Yeah. Um, Whereas now, in the formal G7 communique uh -huh. and in other media reports and other recent leaks, it's still couched and hedged in careful terms. Yeah. But the, you cannot mistake the overall position, which is between the lines, dear Westerners, China did it. Yeah. But let's be careful about how we say. Remember, we're only using that. This is the, their geopolitical thinking going on here. Right. China did it. That's the message. But don't anyone be getting a hot, hot headed about don't be this? Turning, don't we're, be turning nationalist. Don't, on us. We've got this under control. We're going to use this to defend the Western realm's interests right. as and a whole. There'll be no nationalists China. striking out on their right. own. France isn't going to do its own thing. The US isn't going to do its own thing. Yeah. This is it's back now. It's it's in house in quotes. We got this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the message. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's kind of sad that it's um, that that. Uh, that that happens, you know, where anything bad that happens in the world that affects, especially when it affects Americans as well, that it always has to be uh, the other. It's always, always. the other. It, it, the, the, the narrative eventually always resolves out to this has nothing to do with anything that could have happened or been caused by any, uh, you know, powers or influences uh, within the US. It's and a strong, it's, almost instinctual flex. And it's that's across the board, obviously. That's liberals, conservatives, whatever political yes. stripe, they all are kind of primed in a certain sense to always look outside and to the other. And we give some examples there of at least of there being a reasonable enough case for investigation into whether or not Okay, now that everybody accepts that the that the SARS-CoV-2 virus was manufactured in a lab, probably or at least possibly, well then let's be Let's keep the possibilities going and not limited to China, because there is a lot of evidence. I mean, we, we give a little bit, uh, but there's there's plenty more that uh, that the whole um, about about when the you know the virus may have been present, when it was where it was spread, where it actually came from. The Chinese government have put out uh, information about about 
it possibly having originated. And they even mentioned the the military games that took place in October um, in, in 2000, Wuhan. 2019 in Wuhan, where you know 200 US military personnel were brought over, and they have, I think, some 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 elements within the Chinese government have actually expressly suggested that that it may have originated with those military personnel. So, I mean. At this point, there is no hard evidence. I mean, you had Biden demanding that uh, China open up its uh, its its labs for uh, and its country. Yeah, they'd love it to open up its, its, itself in that way to to American. Uh, it, it's intrusion. a ridiculous proposition because everyone understands that that doesn't happen. The same would not be asked of or expected of the United States right. labs. Or it's ridiculous in the sense that those labs are are already open in the sense that there's there's very detailed and integrated collaboration exactly. between Chinese, uh, those kind of Chinese research institutes, medical research or viral, viral research institutes and in, in China and in, in the West. Exactly. That, that, I mean, there's the whole Fauci thing being accused of giving money to that institute. It's not accused. It's, it, it, was did, an, yeah. it went through normal channels. Right. It's normal. National Institute of Health, U.S. government agency funding in part for some projects, went to the Wuhan lab. Right. That's because the Wuhan lab isn't the top, it isn't a Fort Dietrich. It isn't right. the top secret military right. it's an thing. Right, it's relatively open, yeah. It's trying to be open. They they sought to get the World Health Organization um, accreditation, I think. Yeah, I think they're the regulatory body for the UN. Mm -hmm. So that it's classified as a BSL-4 lab. Mm -hmm. That in, entails it be at least partly open. American researchers were flying back and forth. They worked there. Right. At various times, and that—that's partly, so partly why up. it's such a head-wrecking thing. Because why would you open it up when it's already open up? You've been there, and it's also farcical further still because, you see, these noises, in earnest, at least in the in the background, started in February this year, I think January, February, because the World Health Organization did a joint investigative report mm -hmm. with the Chinese government, in which they were in the lab in right. Wuhan. They've already published a report. This is an effort to say, we don't accept those results. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to do a redo. Right. But it's a bluff because they, the WHO, the Chinese government, went as far as everyone accepts other standards. Mm -hmm. The US and its allies are asking for more. They're mm -hmm. asking for something that yeah. nobody, nobody, nobody would Salisbury do. would never have been opened up. But the reason he's saying that, the reason, uh, what's his name, Jake? Uh, Jake Sullivan. Jake Sully, Sullivan, yeah. Um, the reason he's saying that is just to put pressure. That's the putting pressure yeah. on, on China. The, the, it's like a, a disingenuous demand. Like he knows and they know that there's, your, your demand is ridiculous. You already have access to that lab. You've already collaborated with us on that lab. What do you, wanna, what do you mean open it up to our investigations? You know what goes on there. In fact, you could tell the world a lot about what goes on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, what, and what goes on. And while you're at it, tell them what goes on in your own labs. Yeah. yeah. Um, at so the time, in yeah. January... 2020, the Chinese government gave 30, 30 daily briefings to the United States government. This was above and beyond any requirements it has, any obligations it had to the World Health Organization about what it was finding. Mm. We're in daily contact. They, mm. they, they went out of their way to be open, mm. at least according to any previous known standards. Right. Um, that's, why this, that's why we're saying COVID-19 on the whole, is geopolitics. It's, it's the... The topic itself is one thing, but the use of it right. is something else. Yeah. And those to topics, as they come up like that, are always used in that way. 
uh, that's the, the primary value, at least for, for the great powers and governments, uh, the, the major governments around the world. The major value to them in those kind of crises or events that happen is an opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to achieve um, advancement or gains on your geopolitical objectives against your peer peer competitors. So, and what might what might that be? Well, Jake Sullivan said we seek to isolate. isolate. It's a threat. It's an ultimatum. Either do as we say, or we will isolate you on the international stage. What does that mean in practice? Well, what, well, it, what, what, it, means, of, what it means in practice is do something that I know you can't do or we're going to isolate you. I mean, that's a real... Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> It's so, a real maneuver. Like he's saying, you know, open yourself up and... Rev- you know, it's kind of like when... Did, it's, it's like the question of when did you... When did you stop eating, your, you wife? Stop eating your wife, basically. It's, yeah. uh, you know... Give us something that I know you can't give and you know what you can't give or we're going to do this thing to you. I.e. we're going to do this thing to you. We're going to rally the international community to put pressure on you uh, for other objectives. Not to reveal anything about this virus because we already know well, everything we need to know about it, uh, its origins, etc. We're going to uh, put pressure on you to achieve other objectives. Yeah. Namely to sully you, sully you in the eyes of People, every, people everywhere. But to achieve an objective. Yeah. Um, and that, I suppose the, to put pressure on. To put pressure on. That, I suppose the golden ideal of that objective is regime change. Ultimately, yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. I recall, do you remember when this all began, um, there were some amazing headline choices in like the Financial Times, mm-hmm. The Economist, um, this is the end of the Chinese Communist Party. Mm. China, Chinese economics, economic miracle is finished, mm. doom, just mm. total doom. I think they were saying, well, shit, maybe it was an honest guess. This really is bad news for them. But I think there's an awful lot of wishful thinking right. as to sure. what this is what would be an ideal outcome here if we yeah. derail China's rise economically therefore its influence uh on international standards globally that was said explicitly in the g7 listen there's going to be no shift no change in the status quo Mm -hmm. of how the international rules are set Mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to keep a keep a lock on right um so there's enormous wishful thinking and i just think it's sad that um like i was saying that that when it all comes out in the wash, the final conclusion or the final narrative is, like I said, like I was saying before, is that anything bad that happens in the world, and particularly events that negatively impact the American people, it always has to be someone else's fault. Um, it can never originate within the power structures within the US. And that kind of brings us to the capital riot. And again, we're going to have to navigate this quite carefully because we, for some reason, our previous video we did around the time on this was removed from YouTube for some reason, and I have no idea why, because we're super cool, we're super objective and super balanced and super everything about it. So um, we were, I think. I I have to to watch it again, but I'm pretty sure we were. And we knew back then that we had to be careful anyway, and we were careful. And um, so we're going to talk about the capital rat again in that context of anything bad that happens in the U.S., is always caused by either something outside of the U.S. or some um, chosen uh, bet noir uh, or, or enemy of the establishment within the U.S. If, if such a thing exists, uh, certainly at the time of the Capitol riot, 
the enemy that had been, you know, already elevated to the status of an enemy well before that was kind of a white nationalist, Proud Boys, uh, whatever. All right. Uh, supre- white supremacists, whatever, whatever they call them, but basically Trump supporters, let's say. They were the ones, and of course they're the ones, Trump and they're the ones who got... QAnon supporters. QAnon supporters. They're the ones who got the blame, obviously, for the uh, the riot and the... Uh, you know, the, the worst calamity since World War Two, Pearl Harbor. Since American the hyperbole was off the charts. Yeah, uh, it was worst worst thing ever. It was, <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm not going to comment on that. But um, the there's stuff that's come to light since then in terms of the the investigation into what actually happened and um, who's to who is to blame and. There have been, you know, there's been a, there was a five-month report released recently by by joint, a, a bipartisan grouping in in, in in the government of Congress and the Senate, or whatever, into what actually happened. And within that, uh, it, it, it has been revealed that there are quite a, I can't remember the exact number, but a large number of people who were, um, and this it also is is included in the in the actual. Criminal investigations by the by the FBI and the Justice Department into who was responsible in indicting people and putting some people in prison, etc. But there's a quite a large number of what are termed um, unindicted co-conspirators, uh, and that's a strange thing to happen to have such a large number of unindicted co-conspirators because because those people aren't named. Mm-hmm. And persons one, two, persons three, one. and they're, they're, they're nothing is, is 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 you know said about really their involvement. Well, some details are given about their involvement, but very little is known about them. You know, and they're basically never going to be inv- indicted. They're, they're currently unindicted co-conspirators, and they generally won't be indicted in any way, and they won't be publicly named or revealed. You know, and they all the, these unindicted co-conspirators played a you know in many cases a central role in the events on on Capitol Hill that day. But just as a as a prelude to what we wanted to just throw out there as a possible food for thought on on the Capitol Hill riot in light of this new 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 information, let's just play the uh, SOT report. This is a report that I did uh, in a former incarnation twelve years ago. Uh, it's just a part of it. Flashback uh, twelve years yeah, ago. Oh my God! Look I don't at know who that is. But uh, he's, this is he's, he's, yeah. Who is that? He's, he's pretty Look at awesome. That suit. He's pretty awesome looking. Anyway, so sharp. Just play that. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. We should start dressing like that again. And um, after yeah, you. It, just a few <laughs> minutes. I'll tell you when to when to cut it off. Pretty, pretty much after the end of the first um, the first report on the first uh, case. There, but you can go ahead and play it. So first, let's go back to two thousand and six and the case of the Miami Seven or the Liberty City Seven. Do you remember this one? No, of course you don't. That's part of the problem. Liberty City is a neighborhood in Miami City, Florida, and it's as close to a black ghetto as you might get in the glorious U.S. of A. Living quietly in a warehouse in Liberty City were seven intellectually challenged young men who called themselves the Seas of David, or the Seeds of David, depending on which one you asked. Describing themselves as Christian, Zionist, Muslim, martial artist, immigrants, I kid you not, they were quietly <laughs> awaiting the fulfillment of the biblical end times prophecy. It's not surprising, therefore, to hear that the alleged leader of the group, one Narsil Batiste, needed psychiatric help, according to his father. But then, along comes an undercover FBI agent, calling himself 
Brother Muhammad. Yeah, how original. <laughs> Using complex psychological profiling, the FBI determined that poor people like money. So Brother Muhammad offered, the, offered these Christian Zionist Muslim martial artist immigrants $50,000. As it turned out, this, and only this, got the men's attention. Nevertheless, the FBI's Brother Muhammad had an agenda to make terrorists out of these young men, so he probed a little deeper. Would they like to engage in military training? For 50 grand? Sure, said the guys. The only problem is, we don't have any weapons or explosives or anything like that. Hey, we don't even have boots. No problem, says Brother Muhammad. He can get them some boots. So, equipped now with shiny new military boots, how would they feel like about taking some pictures of the Sears Tower in Chicago and, say, an FBI building, for example? For 50 grand? Sure, said the guys. The only problem is we don't have any cameras and, uh, by the way, we don't own any cars. No problem, says Brother Muhammad. He can get them a video camera and rent them a car. So now, what about a little Al-Qaeda swearing-in ceremony? For 50 grand? Sure, why not? We really like money. So a few of the men half-heartedly repeat an Al-Qaeda oath. All of these details were either recorded secretly or testified to by the FBI agent afterwards. And then, at the appointed time, the men are arrested and brought to trial. On news of the arrests, two Liberty City community activists summed it up by saying that everyone in Liberty City is joking that the guys are going to kick down the FBI building with their new boots because they didn't have any devices which could have been used to explode. At the time, Knight Ritter News reported that the Justice Department unveiled the arrests with an orchestrated series of news conferences in two cities, but the severity of the charges compared with the seemingly amateurish nature of the group raised concerns among civil libertarians, who noted that the group had no weapons, no explosives, and yet the government considered the arrests a major announcement. The first two trials were bust. The jury couldn't decide if there was even a case against the men. But the US government persisted, and on the third attempt in 2009, five of the men were sentenced to long prison terms for, and I quote, planning to wage a full-ground war against the United States. Yeah. These guys, no boots, no money, no cars, no cameras, nothing. But according to the US government, planning to wage a full-ground war against the United States. All of this is for your benefit. You are meant to believe that those guys were planning to wage a full-ground war against the United States with nothing but an empty warehouse and an IQ of about 200 between all of them. <laughs> That'll do. So that's just, that's just part of it. I go on in that 12-year-old uh, report to, to... There's several other similar... Um, similar plots, uh, FBI terror plots, as they were called at the time. Actually, just pull that up now, Scott, and keep it on the screen for a little minute. Uh, the FBI terror plot, JPEG. Um, it should be uh, near the beginning. Be... It's a New York Times article. Uh, that yeah, one. that one. Terror plots hatched by the FBI. Um, so if you can see there, it just says, has been narrowly saved from lethal terrorist plots in recent years. The United States has, right? Or so it has, been see or so it has seemed, according to the New York Times. A would-be suicide bomber was intercepted on his way to the Capitol. A scheme to bomb synagogues and shoot stinger missiles at military aircraft was developed by men in Newburgh, New York, and a fanciful idea to fly explosive-laden model planes into the Pentagon, and the capital was launched in Massachusetts. But all these dramas, according to the New York Times, were facilitated by the FBI, whose undercover agents and informers posed as terrorists, offering a dummy missile, fake C4 explosives, and disarmed suicide vest and rudimentary training. Suspects naively played their parts until they were arrested. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> an Oregon College student 
obviously Muslim, thought of using a car bomb to attack a festive Christmas tree lighting ceremony. That's one that I actually deal with in that uh, in that assault report. In Portland, the FBI provided a van loaded with 33-gallon drums of inert material, uh, blasting caps, etc., detonator, cord, and gal- and then basically whenever uh, the guy appeared, I mean, they provided that to him. I, he's like, again, another fairly, you know, low-intelligence kind of guy, a bit naive, probably mentally uh, deranged in some way or other, and they just put him in the place, provide all the details, all the paraphernalia of the terror plot for him, put him in the place, and when he arrives at the place, they jump out, nab him, terror plot done. There's many, many reports yeah. in mainstream news articles over the past, particularly around that time, of, well, of, hundreds. of, the, F, yeah, of the FBI. Oops, there goes the doggy uh, of the FBI. Uh, sorry, we haven't, uh, as you probably figured out, we just put together our, our studio and uh, some of it, uh, I blame the studio uh, put put her together for that. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, basically, there's articles that say that basically all of the terror plots that you've heard about that were drip fed to people over the past ten or fifteen, twenty years. Yeah, pretty much all of them that you heard about, high profile ones that were announced by the FBI that led to convictions, were all FBI terror plots. That term FBI terror plot it means what it sounds like it means. It mm-hmm. means that the FBI orchestrated these terror plots and just used patsies effectively to take the fall. So with that history, um, and, well, you use that history, let's use that history and look at it, look at the Capitol riot in that context of the FBI having a very, very long track record. And this doesn't go back 10 or 15 years. This goes back to the Black Panthers in the 60s and 70s. And there were reports, mm-hmm. Pro of the FBI doing exactly that thing, setting people up in order to look bad. Um, you know, assuming or intuiting or inferring whether there's any evidence for it or not that this group is a potential danger in the future. So let's make them what we think they're going to be in the future. Implying. Right, right now. Huh? You got inferring wrong with implying. No, they're inferring that these people are going to uh, carry out okay. are going to going to uh, uh, you know become terrorists are going to cause a problem or cause problems for America they're inferring from their behavior from, just okay. from who they are that, that, <clears throat> that's, that that's what they're going to do yeah. and they um, and they they set them up basically and, and indict them and make them into something that they essentially want them to be you know and the FBI has always had to justify its role as a you know protector of America from domestic threats right I mean right. if there's no domestic threats what are you going to do you got to make them up right or you got to I mean, it's a grey area for sure. I'm not saying that you don't keep tabs on people and all that kind of stuff, but the FBI has gone way beyond that. By, uh, you know, according to most of the mainstream uh, investigative reports that have looked into this, it's gone way beyond the remit and it's gone to the point of actually creating terror plots, so-called terror plots of one description or another that would never have come to any come to anything at all. Yeah. So you put that long history going back decades of the FBI's probably FBI's primary function being that and put it in the put the capital riot in that context right and put it in a shorter context then of everything you know about uh, Russiagate and them trying to unseat Trump and trying to defame him and get rid of him basically over right from day one uh, of his presidency and the FBI being directly involved in that and then it leads up to the capital riot and a group of again naive Trump supporters who very plausibly, at least, you know, in this context, could have been led astray by the FBI. I'm saying they could have been led astray by mm-hmm. the FBI. And this is where it's sad 
where again the majority, you know, the the the, the totality of the American people in this context and many others like we've been talking about should always at the very least have the opportunity to look inwards for the source of their problems right and the suffering that they're experiencing rather than always outwards how likely is it that it's always always going to be something outwards or some fringe undesirable aspect of your of within society that's causing these major problems in right. your country who has the power to create those kind of like um issues and problems that have profound uh, mm-hmm. effects and affect profound changes on the uh, on, on the way people live their lives the pandemic being one example i'm not saying the pandemic was necess- well i'm not saying it was <laughs> I'm not saying the pandemic was created uh with, with that intention necessarily but what no. i'm saying is well, as we've said before it's in the context of people should be allowed to and open to looking inwards not at necessarily the Wuhan laboratory, but a laboratory in the U.S. If that's open for, if that's an, if that's allowed to be discussed right now that that the, that the the virus was man-made, why was it? Why does it have to be man-made in China, in this context? And this is why this context is extremely important to have all of this data at your fingertips or available to you in order to understand and interpret events as they happen in the world today. Yeah. So it reminds yeah. me of the um, the flex among the American right last summer in reaction to the Black Lives Matter protests, many of which descended into riots in dozens of cities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't wide, super widely speculated, but it was there. It was all ever-present. It was like China's doing this. China's behind this. Yeah. And they, they went to the point of someone said, oh, well, this... Um, this group or another connected with Black Lives Matter has someone on the board who's part of China Friends, some mm-hmm. outreach group that involves either Chinese expat community in the US. I think that was it. And that expat community does indeed get mm-hmm. funding of some form from China. Right. As it, Anyway, the point there was it was readily and had a lot of traction spun into, hang on. The commies behind this, you know. Yeah, but this um, is this is a sad thing. Who wants to destroy America? Even the, well, yeah, they do. Even the most awake and aware, in a real sense, uh, commentators on social media today seem, uh, and the ones that are based in in the U.S. at least, uh, are, uh, seem to be un- unable themselves. Even the ones who have most of this, all of this information at their fingertips, seem to be unable to go there. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking people like Stephen Crowder or or any anyone in the same vein who are kind of like you know not on the left on the you know defending America nationalist kind of politics national nationalist outlook, they still can't or they still seem to be unable to look at in a real way at the influence of the deep state or some element of the power structure in the U.S. as the source of many of these things like. Stephen Crowder, for example, is still he's super happy about it being the China virus, um, and, and and on many other topics where focus should be looked at internally. It's all I mean on Russia, for example, he tends to believe everything about Putin being evil. Like Putin recently said after the after the what was wasn't the G seven was was he at the G, he wasn't at the G seven but no. at the at the 
one of his... Well, Biden then, that was a Biden prelude him, to Biden right? having a summit with him. Having a summit with him. Putin. But at that summit, Putin said that, uh, joking, jokingly, but not jokingly, said he was surprised that uh, when he was asked about, you know, Russian influence in America or something, blah, 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 he was he jokingly said that he was surprised that the Americans hadn't accused Russia of being behind the Black Lives Matter protests. Right. Uh, which is, you know, uh, yeah. It, to, to the extent you think they're good or bad, obviously you don't think that anybody has to be behind them. But if you think they're bad, if you think there's something nefarious about them, then uh, people like, many people in the US who would think that Black Lives Matter protests would look negatively on Black Lives Matter protests would never look really internally necessarily. They'd look maybe the Democratic Party supporting them, but they'd be very happy to, to think that maybe China is, China or Russia or somebody else is doing this to America, you know, that no one in America would ever do this to America, Americans themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there, I can imagine their response would be something like, well, hang on a second. It's one thing for there being a track record of terror plots. Mm-hmm. Which went nowhere, mm-hmm. but that was the point. But you're talking about Capitol Hill riots, but you cannot say that everyone there, that there was no agency at all on behalf of actual Trump supporters who turned up for what they thought was going to be some kind of revolution. Did they think it was going to be some kind of revolution? You go back to Trump's words that have been oft repeated uh, as evidence that, that there was no intent for any kind of a storming of the Capitol at that time. That go to the Capitol, make your voices heard, fight like hell, but fight like hell. They tried to spin on that one phrase, fight like hell, as if that meant, yeah, break into the Capitol, you know? So I think, like I said, based on this history of how the FBI infiltrates those kind of groups like that they see as, you know, enemies, domestic enemies, basically, uh, they infiltrate them and they run them off the rails. This certainly fits. It's certainly a plausible in that context that has been reported by the New York Times. In that context, it's certainly plausible to suggest that the FBI may have been mm-hmm. in some way involved. They certainly were. Uh, even Trump's, uh, after, after Comey was fired, Trump's uh, appointee for FBI director admitted that they are always, for a long time, it's their bread and butter, is seeking to infiltrate into these kind of groups of concern within the US and it's- to neutralize them in some way. But like like we said, what, the way they, the FBI conducted itself with FBI or with the uh, terrorism, domestic terrorism, like from Muslim terrorism, was not just to infiltrate them and to stop it from happening, but to bring the whole thing to fruition and make it look as if, claim that there was, this was actually a plot carried out by people, in this case Muslim, wannabe, would-be terrorists who were definitely going to, planning to attack America in some way or other. So they took it right to the point of uh, and in some cases, I mean, there's other reports in some cases where it goes beyond stopping it at the last minute, but it actually carries through to some kind of a, a, a fulfillment of the actual attack. Um, so you put that, the capital right in that context and you just change Muslim terror group in the US for uh, Proud Boys or white supremacists. And the FBI has a, would use the same, has been using the same modus operandi, which means that they get involved with them. They have... Uh, informants, etc., and they uh, take it as far as they need to yeah. in order to achieve the end that they want, which is neutralization of the group. And the neutralization of the group really happens when public opinion sways against them. So you have to bring it to a point where these people, lo- it looks like these people are an actually uh, a real and credible threat. So they have to be 
made to look to do something yeah. that, that creates that impression. They can't just be, can't, can't, you can't really, the way I exposed it in that sort of report, as just a bunch of feckless idiots who were never going to do anything. They have to be made to look yeah. like they, they're a serious threat and they are capable, willing and able to carry it out and ideally actually carry something out to make it look, to make it look real. And just on that point, before we go to anything else or whatever we're going to do next, uh, pull up the Assange JPEG. Scotty. Uh, Should be the first one. Uh, that one. Oh, that one. Yeah. So, can we go a bit bigger? And oh, wrong window. So, key accusations in the case against WikiLeaks founder, co-founder Julian Assange, who faces up to 175 years in prison if extradited to the U.S., are reportedly based on the testimony from a convicted fraudster who admitted. To media, he was lying. Sugardur something son is an, Iceland, an Icelandic citizen and former WikiLeaks volunteer who became an FBI informant for $5,000. That's all I need to say. He's basically the guy who provided the evidence that the US is using primarily for its uh, case for extradition uh, of Assange to the US and his current and uh, in, in co- continued incarceration uh, he's the guy who made the claim that Julian Assange uh, told him or encouraged him uh, to hack a certain certain computers whatever in the US yeah. certain US computers <clears throat> he has now admitted that no one ever told him to do that that he tried to do it on his own and that Assange was basically totally free and that he was at the time when he made those uh, claims he was an FBI informant who was a paid inf- FBI informant uh, or an FBI uh, yeah, informant. Yeah, an FBI informant isn't just someone who informs for the FBI. It's usually someone who actually takes action on behalf of the FBI in order to achieve certain uh, FBI goals. Which in this case was obviously the imprisonment and kind of uh, shutting up, shutting down, shutting up of Julian Assange and um, WikiLeaks, and because of what had happened before, because of the stuff that WikiLeaks had re- revealed beforehand. So that's another example that ties into it, that basically the FBI was directly involved in that as well, because obviously it's, you know, it's, it's a threat to, to America uh, if WikiLeaks reveals damaging information about how the U.S. military and U.S. government uh, uh, comports itself uh, in war zones and, uh, and in general behind the scenes when they release emails and, and different documentation. So at this point, Julian Assange, that should really, I mean, in any reasonable civil society, uh, he should be immediately released from prison because there's no longer a case to extradite him. And of course, he has, he's not being extradited because uh, the British courts have kind of ruled that he shouldn't be extradited, I think, but he's being held still in Belmarsh prison for some unknown reason. Probably because they know who went to trial, it would fall flat. If he went yeah. to the United States, yeah. but it's better that it be caught up in legal no man's land because yeah. well, if it's based on this guy's testimony and that's yep. Baseless, but then yep. it goes nowhere. Yeah. So there you go. Poor um, yeah. That's yeah. where we're at. And uh, what about Trump? Is he come back? <laughs> I laugh when you suggested that he was, but maybe I'm wrong. Let's let's listen. I gotta it? say, he's 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 enjoying this revival of Wuhan lab leak theory. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what yeah. I told you. I spent all last year. Nobody listened. Nobody listened to me. I told you, China is behind the virus. 
By the way, they owe us. They're gonna. We're gonna make them pay. China is gonna pay ten trillion dollars. They owe the world ten trillion dollars. <laughs> that's what I heard from him this week. Yeah, that's what he said. Well, actually, play, there's a couple of. He was. He had a rally there. He started up his rallies again. I don't know where it's gonna go, but uh, it's interesting to um, a couple of Twitter um, links there. Um, Let's let's hear. There's just a couple of short ones there from what he said. Oh, he, uh, he's back giving rallies. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Together, we will send Joe Biden and the fake news media. There's a lot of people back there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Still can't finish a sentence. No. Do you miss me? They miss me. They miss me. I know. They look at their bad ratings and they're saying, we miss this guy. I said it was going to happen. I was waiting for them to endorse me, actually. I know that was a big step, but they're going down the tubes. Their numbers are very bad. But together, we will send Biden and the media and all of the people that are so bad to our country, big tech tyrants, a message they cannot ever censor cancel or ignore we will take back the house we will take back the senate and we will take back america and we will do it soon he's on the campaign trail already all right go to the next one it's just funny as that's pretty short uh same rally there's never been a movement like it there has never been You know, over the years, I've seen people, if they did fairly well in a primary 30 years ago, they become stars fairly well. We won the election twice. And it's possible we'll have to win it a third time. It's possible. (laughs) Is that the end of it, Jeff? Yeah, pretty much. Now, I just want to make a point that we're not saying, we're, we don't endorse Trump's message there that he won the election twice. Uh, we, we won the first time, but we're not saying he won the second time necessarily because I know that's... Uh, you know, he, he's sure saying that. He's saying that and it's on Twitter and Twitter hasn't censored uh, videos of him saying that, so I assume it's okay. Yeah, it should have been just, a warning. Well, I assume so. it's okay just to report that that's what he said. I'm not saying that we, 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 we endorse it or we agree with it necessarily, but... Um, it's just it's interesting. It's news. It's news commentary, right? It's uh, it's, it's free speech, basically, um, and it's not hurting anybody. Uh, it may be fake news. It may not be. I don't know. Time will tell. Because the thing about that tech uh, companies, social media companies, should kind of take a lesson from is, uh, for example, the, what they've done over the past year, where they censored any commentary on or any anybody saying that the SARS-CoV-2 was created in a lab and then they found out after a year of censorship that actually they shouldn't have been censoring that because it seems to have been a fairly reasonable thing to say and it may actually be the most likely of the two possible uh, sources or causes of the the origin of the virus. Um, So they should be careful, I think, about censoring what appears to be and as long as it's presented in a reasonable way, this may or may not be true. It's it's not a good idea to censor that when it's a reasonable assumption, um, especially 
you know, you want to avoid having egg in your face multiple times where you censor something and then suddenly it's true again and then you censor again. Oh, it's true. Censor. Oh, it's true. You know, you don't want to get into that into that kind of situation, I suppose, because you'd lose all credibility, right? Um, anyway. Um, so you think he's making a comeback, but they have him well, completely under wraps. I mean, he's not on social media. You said that he has recently started. Officially, official Rumble channel, yeah. Okay. And you so, think that's campaigning with a view to rerunning? It's pretty early start, like, but, uh, you know, five months into Biden's presidency, <laughs> it's a bit, uh, it's not really giving Biden much of a chance, you know, but uh, uh, why not? I mean, if you start early, what else is he going to do? Like, he's either going to go away for good or he's going to keep doing these things. I mean, why would he start another rally like that if he didn't intend to keep them going, you know, and, and make of it what he can, you know? We'll see. Them's fighting words. What about Biden's fighting words? About what? I don't think we can play it, but uh, when he he <coughs> talking about um, was he talking about gun laws mm. and people's Americans' yeah. attachment to the Second Amendment? Yep. And he suggested that if they ever want to challenge government, they're going to need more than AR-15s and maybe some nukes. They're going to need F-15s and some nukes. Yeah. I bet that went down well. Yeah, stupid thing to say, but whatever. It's kind of true in a certain sense, but um, it's not a good argument for trying to take away people's guns. I mean, you know, you should have a better argument for taking away people's guns than... Or to bring the country back together after extremely fractious spell. Yeah. What I happened to I, making peace with... I don't think they're interested in that really, are they? Um, it's too far gone, I think. I think they uh, realise that there's fundamental differences that really won't be aren't going to be papered over, you know, or they can be papered over, but that's it. Uh, it there'll be differences. You have to do something else if you really want to unite people. But, I mean, people need to unite themselves. They don't need to be united by politicians. They should ideally have a, the ability to find common ground among themselves, you know what I mean, and, and understand who their con common enemy is, if such exists, you know. Anyway. Amen. So, listen, we're probably going to leave it there for this week, but since we started again up, we're going to keep these videos going. We really would like a bunch of subscribers. Did we get any, before we finish, did we get any any comments or... Yeah, uh, we didn't have the window chat open, unfortunately. Yeah, there were quite a few comments. There was a whole conversation going on. A whole on. conversation going okay. any, on? Any questions? No of, questions that I no saw. questions per se. That's because we have all the answers, Right. Anyway, hubris, uh, hubris, hubris. We have only yeah, whatever. Uh, no, it'd be good to have questions, or if, if if any questions come up, or if you think of any for uh, next time, just because whatever the show title is in any given day, uh, you know, you can ask any question that is off topic. It's not a big problem if you have anything that you'd like us to comment on or to, to think about. We don't need to have you know we we kind of keep tabs on most things, so we will be able to at least give you a half reasonable uh, answer to any 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 given question. Um, but also, if you as many of as, as many of you as possible, if you could subscribe, because there's a feature that opens up after we have a thousand more than a thousand subscribers. It's kind of um, it's called a super chat, and we'd like to get that running. So if you can subscribe, just click the button and click the. Oh, like. we we have a special request. Uh, Bahar yeah. wrote on the chat that you haven't used the fish. Where is it? What? Well, who who do we want to use it on? You know. Uh, could you use? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who do you think we should use it on? Um, I just want. Yeah. The problem is, if we do that, we might be inciting violence. That might be yeah, exactly, guidelines. exactly. That might break breach uh, YouTube community guidelines to uh, so, hit 
hit or suggest that anyone should be hit with a fish, even a rubber one. Um, In lieu of having, you know, wearing holsters and making any kind of suggestions. With that, as certain shows do, we have the fish. Yeah. In reserve. In fact, I might actually get a a double holster with two small fish in it <laughs> and just have them on me at all time in case I want to whip them out and just brandish them. Uh, yeah. So like we said, yeah. Uh, subscribe, like, whatever. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for your comments. And we will see you pretty soon with another show. Uh, okay. Hope you had fun. See ya. Bye, all. Bye. Where's our outro? Can't stop the signal now.